0: This is a Squiz podcast, We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Eliza Harvey. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 1st of February. In your Squiz today, ringing in the Lunar New Year, a damning report into the UK party scandal, North Korea launches its biggest missile test in years, and a snapshot into the daily lives of Gen X versus millennials. This is your Squiz today. Claire, today marks the most important day on the Chinese calendar, the Lunar New Year, and it's not just China who celebrates. The auspicious event is marked across Vietnam, Korea, Tibet, Mongolia, and of course here in Australia. And 2022 is the year of the tiger, a symbol on the Chinese zodiac, offering a chance for people to renew their energy and strength. Well, first of all,
1: Liza Guong Hei Fat Chai, thank you. of course, means wishing you great happiness and prosperity. Uh, We all need a bit of that. We also need a little bit of Year of the Tiger with renewing energy and strength. I think that sounds like quite a good thing to do. Absolutely. Uh, But certainly when it comes to China, which of course is what we put next to the Lunar New Year, um, most predominantly, I think, is that it's been a big issue with COVID. Uh, The holiday is the biggest mass movement of people. Uh, What has happened, happened in China in recent years is that uh, many, many people have moved to the big cities or overseas, and it's traditional for them to come home uh, to their villages or to their towns and cities. So uh, more than 200, 300 million people traveling. And of course, during COVID, that's a big issue. Uh, What the government has done in the last couple of years is really stop people from moving. Uh, This year, what has happened is that uh, they've asked people not not to go home. They've asked people to stay where they are because they're very concerned about COVID outbreaks, particularly with Omicron. Uh, But many have, about 260 million people have travelled and that will be seen uh, over the coming days uh, about what that might do in terms of COVID spreads.
0: Yes, and Claire, putting COVID aside, it sounds like it's a great fun fortnight for everybody who celebrates.
1: Oh yeah, it certainly does. Lots of lucky meanings, lots of uh, things that are done in terms of rituals, lots of people eating fish today because the Mandarin word for uh, fish sounds like surplus, so that's a good thing. Uh, Also puddings uh, that symbolise advancement, um, foods that look like gold, so dumplings are really in order, Uh, but a lot of celebrating and a lot of people getting together to look forward to a new year.
0: And of course, the Lunar New Year festivities are very big here in Australia. There's a great recipe from Aussie chef Adam Lior, which I'll put in the episode notes. Expect to see a lot of red around over the next fortnight of lunar celebrations. Let's go to the scandal engulfing UK PM Boris Johnson now. A report into parties held during COVID lockdowns in the UK has been released, and it's found a failure of leadership and judgement in Downing Street. Claire, talk us through the report into what's being dubbed the Partygate scandal.
1: So this has been done by a public servant named Sue Gray. Her report's been highly anticipated in the last few days. It was expected to be released last week, but it's just come down in the last few hours. Uh, Johnson has apologised for failures of judgement He also says that there'll be changes made in his office and uh, in those top levels of government like the Cabinet Office uh, to make sure that the cultural issues are addressed. One of the things that Gray has pointed out is heavy alcohol consumption on the job is one of the big problems but the anger is really palpable There are many, including some in his own party, who are calling on Johnson to go. Uh, That of course is because there were very strict restrictions uh, due to COVID in the period where 16 parties and gatherings were hurled. Many didn't go to funerals for their own family members and, and the like. And even though Johnson was calling on people to do the right thing, they weren't doing it themselves.
0: That's right, and 12 of those parties are being investigated by the police. And the former Prime Minister Theresa May is one of those who lashed out against Boris Johnson in the House of Commons. She asked the PM if he felt the COVID rules didn't apply to him. There'll be a lot more to come in this story this week. North Korea continues to ratchet up tensions with the United States. On the weekend, it's launched what's believed to be its biggest missile since 2017 in what it says is capable of reaching
1: the US territory of Guam, Claire. It's a big missile. It's an intermediate-range ballistic missile. Of course, the key is the word intermediate. It means that there are longer-range ballistic missiles uh, that it apparently has in its arsenal, and that really is the big question for experts who are Keeping a close eye on this. Uh, It is concerning to South Korea, to Japan and to the US that North Korea has again committed resources uh, to developing its missile program uh, to have longer range missiles that potentially could reach the US mainland is again on the radar of those nations. It calls for talks with North Korea, but of course, talks have been very hard to come by.
0: That's right, and North Korea's leader Kim Jong-un has rebuffed multiple offers from the US President Joe Biden to restart those talks that were abandoned when Donald Trump was in power. A new study has found that women experiencing financial hardship due to the pandemic are three times more likely to experience domestic violence,
1: Claire. Yeah, there's been big question marks since the start of COVID about exactly what it meant for domestic violence, uh, particularly for women who had lost jobs uh, or had not been able to work as much as they wanted to, putting them in that sort of financial stressed situation. The research also found that female breadwinners were more than one and a half times uh, more likely to experience abuse, uh, and that's due to attitudes that support traditional gender norms the researchers say.
0: And advocates say strategies to dismantle those attitudes are needed as well as ways to improve women's economic security, housing and income support. Electric car sales in Australia had been lagging well behind petrol-fuelled cars for years, Claire. but that was until last year where new data shows a tripling of sales.
1: Yeah, there's still a lot more petrol cars sold in Australia, don't get us wrong. Uh, but when it comes to electric cars, uh, they make up just a little bit more than 2% of our new car market. As you say, that's a tripling. So they're really starting to get a lot more support. One of the issues that people who are interested in purchasing an electric car say is that they're expensive and that seems to be borne out in this research. The most popular model that takes up uh, more than 60% of sales is the Tesla Model 3 and that starts at about $60,000.
0: And interestingly
1: China tops the list of countries where electric
0: cars are all the rage accounting for 12% of global EV sales. Claire, we love a generational study here on the Squiz and an American economist has analysed government data to compare and contrast the average day in a life of an American woman. That's comparing Gen Xs from 2003 to millennials in 2019 when both generations were aged in their 20s and 30s and it shows that in a relatively short period of time, women's daily lives have
1: changed. Yeah, and of course technology has a lot to do with that. Uh, When you look at uh, Gen X from 2003 when they were aged around 23 to 38. What they were doing in a normal day was quite a bit of housework, uh, also caring for kids. Uh, They were reading for pleasure, which sounds quite nice, Uh, but they were also (laughs) doing quite a bit of lawn work out on the mower (laughs) and digging up the weeds by the sounds of things. Uh, When you compare that to 2019, so we're talking about millennial women, uh, again, when they hit that zone of 23 to 38. They were more inclined to be doing some exercise, also spending leisure time on computers. So rather than picking up a book, um, they were also taking care of their pets. And uh, this sounds rather good, Eliza, they were sleeping. So before you get a bit to, you know, who's got it best, um, Gen Xs were more likely to have their own home. So I guess that's something for them.
0: And Claire, as you mentioned, huge technological changes over that period and lots of references to to shopping in that report, both in malls and supermarkets, an insight into a time before COVID. Squiz the day, Claire, what's on your
1: radar? So today we've got Prime Minister Scott Morrison at the Press Club. There's a few details in the press this morning about what he might be announcing, things about incentives for those who are innovative and also those in aged care. So we'll see how that pans out today. Uh, also, Philip Lowe, uh, the Governor of the Reserve Bank, might make an appearance a bit later. The Reserve Bank board is meeting today to consider interest rates.
0: Yes, lots of speculation about what will happen there, so two important events to keep an eye on. And a reminder that if you aren't already, there's a whole heap more news where this came from via the Squiz Today newsletter. It's free to sign up. Just jump onto our website or follow the link in your episode notes. Thanks for your company today. We'll be back tomorrow. dot com forward slash squiz today